If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, welcome to A Briefcase. I'm Teddy, and this is the second half of Leslie Koo, The Gardens by the Bay Murder. If you haven't yet, do catch the first half, where we looked at Leslie's compulsive lies, his many extramarital affairs, and what led to the death of his Chinese expat girlfriend, Chui Yajie. Last week, we looked at how Leslie strangled Yajie to death in his wife's black BMW at the Garden Spider Bay. He then covered her in garment bags and drove her home, leaving her body in the car in his condominium parking lot. In this episode, Michelle and I will examine what he did to get rid of the body, the court case, and his final sentencing. The next morning, he wakes up. And he goes and buys charcoal and kerosene from two shops along Kranji Road. All this while, um, Yache was in the boot of his car. There's CCTV footage of him buying it and everything. Mm-hmm. Then he went to Lim Chukang. Wait, so he eight, moved the body from to the boot? To the yeah. boot. Like, did the CCTV catch that too in no, the car park? No, but they just caught his car outside the shops buying kerosene and right, stuff. Right, okay. Yeah, so he went to Lim Chukang, Lane 8. Alright, Lim Jukang Lim ate, avoid that place. (laughs) And then he dumped her body under a piece of metal. Right. And then he soaked it in kerosene and charcoal. And he burned it for three days straight. So he tried to have his own, like, crematorium kind of setup. Yeah. So he wasn't there throughout, but he would leave and return and feed more charcoal and kerosene. And after three days, all that was left was some hair, a bra hook, and a piece of fabric. So he successfully yeah. burnt her to ashes. Yeah. Yes. Hang on, I'm googling how long it takes to um, burn someone to ashes. Let me see. Okay, so if you're burn, if you're burning it um, at a at a crematorium, firstly you would have to preheat the incinerator to five hundred and ninety degrees Celsius. Um, before you start the burning and then once you start it will take two to three hours to burn completely and produce about one to four kg of ashes Mm. so i guess in this case he probably wouldn't be able to get the area as hot as a crematorium so he took three days longer to three days but Wow, no, the thing is, like, I'm surprised that you can keep a fire going for so long mm-hmm. without anyone... Like, noticing. Noticing. It, right? No, but again, Lim Chukang is yeah. less 
I mean, it's not as densely populated. And so if maybe... anything, if you were another farmer driving through, you would have just thought that it was another farmer, like, just burning other mm. stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, clearing land or what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, after that, right, he dumped all the stuff that she had with her, like, her purse, at mm. Orchid Country Club. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you know the thing is, like, now that you've mentioned Orchid Country Club... I can imagine him, or like at least root. him, yeah. in that photo that you showed me. In Orchid Country in Club, Orchid right? Country Club. <laughs> because it's, it's quite an uncle club. Yeah. It's in uh, Ishun. Yeah. And it's like quite nice. La. Yeah. But, yeah. It's an uncle club. Alright. And he cut up her credit cards, right? And these, this, this cheap fucker, <laughs> after killing her, burning her body, he went and took $30 from the wallet. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, he didn't even dump the thirty dollars with the rest. So he like took the thirty dollars. I mean, oh, right, because it's kind of cheap, though. Right. <laughs> so two days later, on fourteenth July. So this is after at least two days of no communication, and she hasn't turned up to work for three days. Okay. Her colleagues tried calling her parents, yeah. and then they visited her flat, and nothing. So they reported her missing. Right. Yeah, I totally would also if like... You know what? After listening to all of these, I guess, murder cases, <clears throat> I think it's really good to have, have a job. Because <laughs> when you have a job and you are... Like, you need to report to work yeah. every single day. The moment you miss one to two days... Yeah, somebody will notice. Someone right? will notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the police in Singapore, they're actually damn good. Like, the more I do these cases, the more I realise the police in Singapore are actually, like, really damn good. Okay. So they know that Leslie was the last person to interact with her. Yeah. And four days after, they arrest him on 20th July, 2016. Right. You're gonna be so mad, Michelle. You're gonna be so angry. Like, really, no lie. You're gonna be so angry. <laughs> Let me get into an angry position. Yes, let me get into a comfortable position to get angry. <laughs> okay. During the case, yeah. Leslie claimed that Yajie wasn't his girlfriend. Oh. That it was completely one-sided. That he was just humouring her. This poor girl letting her pretend that he was her boyfriend. What? Yeah. And even though on her birthday, he showed up to her workplace, yeah. bought her flowers, yeah. and cake, and presents. Isn't that some boyfriend shit? No, but he's just trying to paint himself as like, oh, I was just like a nice guy, yeah. like because I don't want to disappoint her. Yeah. It was like the nice guy thing to do, right? And he told all of this to an IMH psychiatrist called Dr. Kenneth Cole, which was one of like the expert witnesses for the case. Right. He also told the psychiatrist that she was a greedy woman. Oh. Yeah. How convenient, Leslie. And that his problem was that he sympathised with her too much, that he was too nice to her. No! Yeah. What a jerk! Yeah, so for all his lying, and I'm pretty sure that he was just completely lying to the doctor also. Please tell me that the doctor did not buy it. No, he got diagnosed quote-unquote diagnosed with this thing called intermittent explosive disorder mm. which basically just sounds a bit like you never fucking grew up and learned how to control your temper lah mm. yeah 
And yeah. it's also not super legit because even though the doctor like supposedly diagnosed him with it, um, one thing that they did note was that he only ever threw a temper at his wife and his employees. He definitely had some control because he didn't throw a temper at his bosses or his superiors. Right, right. So he kind of, I guess, like, picked his victims. Exactly. My opinion is that it's not that legit lah. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Alright, and when they asked him about the money, he actually said that he tried his best to help make profits. Like verbatim. I took money and she did get profits. How can you say I cheated her? What do you mean by she did get profits? Like, won't the accounts show yeah. that... Won't the accounts show that she gave him 20000 and he only returned... That, that isn't even a profit. That's like a is massive that, loss. Yes. How is that a profit? You lost 50% of your investments. Yeah, and I also want to walk you through his alleged account of what happened that day. Right, okay. That she wasn't chasing him for money, uh, going to call out his lies, okay? okay. She, his quote-unquote not-girlfriend, was just so upset that he was busy and wanted to go to his workplace to find out if his work was really that busy. What? Yeah. And that they were on the way to the Western Hotel to meet his quote-unquote supervisor and that she changed her mind. She was the one who changed her mind and somehow the route that they were driving, they just somehow ended up at Gardens by the Bay. Right. Yeah. And allegedly, according to him, she was the one who started hitting him first. And her attacks, this tiny woman was shouting and hitting him. And he was just, I was just really defending himself. And that after killing her, that night, he was so traumatized, he just couldn't sleep. How convenient, Leslie. What a story. And, and then, right, the next day, he burned her. He burned her, it's not to hide the body, okay? He didn't burn yeah. her to hide the body. No. I bet it's because he's such a nice guy. He wanted to give her a proper burial. Oh, Is that what he said? That's right. Oh my god. That a body has to be buried or burned to rest in peace. And, and Leslie, Ayo, he just didn't have the strength to bury her, you know. Oh. oh and then so he had to burn her. And then he also went and pray for her. What a nice man, Leslie. Oh. And hello, this was a sudden fight, okay. And if he was really going to plan to murder her, he would have done it so much better. I mean, what kind of thing is this to say when you're on trial for murder? Oh, he said this all on trial? Yeah, on trial he was like, if I was going to murder her, I would have planned it better. I wouldn't have been caught. And he was like, I am good in my work. If I plan carefully, I would not make mistakes. Right, okay. So, okay, I guess like, to backtrack a little bit, um, mm-hmm. I know that so far we know that the police caught up to him because they yeah. knew that he was the last person um, who, who had met with her. Yeah. But other than that, like, what was the evidence that, I guess, led to his arrest or like how did they like find her burial site and stuff? Yeah, so they arrested him because he was the last person to interact with her and they knew that she was going towards Jukun. Um, Alright, then he actually confessed. He actually... He actually revealed a lot of information after they arrested him. They mm. also found the piece of dress. Remember when we remember when she was burned, all that was left was a brow hook, some hair, and a piece of dress. Mm. They found a piece of dress there corresponding to the dress that she wore when she was last seen alive. 
Right. Yeah. Okay. And on top of that, they actually ended up draining this uh, swamp area. They ended up draining part of Sungai Bulo Reserve to search for her remains, of which there were none left because he burned her to nothing except those three things. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it turns out that he went to prison for 16 months. Remember, mm. you remember you asked how come he hasn't been caught? He mm-hmm. went to prison for 16 months in 2011 for criminal breach of trust. And he was released in 2012. Right. Okay, so yeah. he went to prison. So someone did report him yeah. earlier and then he went to prison, came out and went and is going back in after three years. Yeah. And then even the court, right, they were like, you pretend to be religious, you pretend to go to church, and pretend to be reformed and all after your first prison stint, but you keep on scamming people, and you keep on cheating on your wife. And he just had these, like, really weak defences. He was like, oh, I tried my best, but it's inevitable. Don't malign me. It's inevitable? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, and his other thing was that everybody made profits but literally nobody ever got their money back. So he was like, no, I never scam anyone. Everybody got their profits. This guy. Right? This dude is... He's, he doesn't have intermittent explosive disorder. He's just delusional. Yeah. In total, he ended up scamming 65k from four different women. Mm-hmm. And he embezzled something like 24k from different employers. Oh, shit. Right. And so, fun fact time. The mandatory death penalty for murder was actually abolished in Singapore in 2012. Oh, okay. So prior to this, if you murdered somebody, you, you get the death penalty. Full stop, end of story. Right. But now you can just get life in prison instead. Mm. Yeah. And so at the point of the trial, Leslie is 51. Right. And after 50, you can't get cane. Yeah, yes, I've heard that. You can't get cane after 50. Yeah, so the judge, Justice Audrey Lim, said that the evidence showed that he didn't actually plan out to kill her. Like, his intention through that day, like, before he picked her up, wasn't to kill her. Right. That the evidence shows that he didn't know that she was going to go to his work that day and that he didn't deserve the death penalty. Okay, so it was more like a... I guess they ruled, they ruled it more like a crime of passion. Yeah, it wasn't as premeditated as murder mm. generally is. Okay. And so for his murder of Choi Ya-jie, yeah, he was sentenced to life in prison. Okay, so at least he got life in prison. If you were going <laughs> to say like, oh, he got maybe 10 years, I would have been so angry. But okay, at least he got life in prison. So we know that, I guess right now, today, he is rotting away in some cell. Uh, or like dead, we don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true too. <coughs> yeah. Hey, Michelle. Hey. Do you know that this is the second case in Singapore where there was a conviction of murder without a body? Oh, yes. You've mentioned the first one before. Yeah. The first is Sunny Ang, who killed his girlfriend in a quote-unquote diving accident for insurance money, a case that we'll definitely be covering here at A Briefcase. We hope you listeners enjoyed this episode of A Briefcase, The Gardens by the Bay Murder. You can find us on Instagram at abriefcase underscore and do join us again next Tuesday for another briefcase. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye, Michelle.
Bye-bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.